Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. The last number of days we have been talking about the Bible. And we are in the midst of this series called Reasons to Believe. And we are investigating what evidence is there that the Bible is true. We saw that the first evidence is its unique origin and nature. And then yesterday we looked at the manuscript support that shows that it has 24,000 ancient copies that is unparalleled with any other ancient writing. We saw that it is accurate, that it is copied exactly, shown by the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Let's move on today and look at another aspect that shows us that the Bible is true, and that is the archaeological support for the Bible. You know, in years gone by, Critics have looked at the Bible and say, how do we really know all these people existed? How do we know Nebuchadnezzar existed as the Babylonian leader? In fact, at the turn of the last century, the Institute of Paris put out 93 questions to say, we don't believe there's support for what the Bible says in these things. Interestingly, today, every one of those 93 so-called errors have been shown to be true. They questioned whether Nebuchadnezzar ever existed. And then they found bricks with his name on them. Even just a short period ago, scholars questioned whether there was a Hittite civilization. You know how when Israel came in to take the promised land, they fought the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Philistines and so forth. And they said, well, we don't really see any evidence of the Hittite civilization. And then, lo and behold, they found more and more evidence. In fact, today you could go to the University of Chicago and you could actually get a Ph.D. studying the Hittite civilization. They looked at the writings of Luke as he described the life and the happenings of Jesus. And they said, you know, the writing that he used, the Greek that we find, is not classical Greek, so we don't think it's authentic. They said, we don't see anywhere that there was a census taken at the time of Jesus' birth. You know, Mary and Joseph, because of the census, traveled to Bethlehem. They said the Syrian governor is in error because we know that he served earlier in history and was not there when the census was supposed to have taken place. But then they found some Egyptian papyrus dated in 104 A.D., and they found that the Greek written on that papyrus was actually the same Greek that Luke used. And they began to realize, well, I guess Luke was in that time period. They also found reference to a census. And lo and behold, they found that the governor of Syria served twice. And that he actually did serve during the time of the census that was taking place. In fact, the man that investigated all of this, William Clark, became a Christian as a result of these discoveries. You know, over and over we find this to be the case. Scholars put up 
their reasons and say, how do we know that this existed? How do we know that this happened? And more and more, the archaeological discoveries are showing that the Bible is true. I went on a tour of Israel about 10 years ago, and our guide showed us a column that had just been discovered, and written on it was the name Pontius Pilate. And he said, up until recently, it was questioned whether Pontius Pilate really was in Judea. There was no archaeological evidence that he was there. But here is the column, and I actually looked myself, although I couldn't understand the writings. As he pointed out, he said, this is the name Pontius Pilate written on this column. On that trip, also, we looked at some of the cities that Solomon had built. And again, our guide told us, we are finding that the Bible is incredibly accurate. When we do not know where to dig, we'll go to the scriptures, see where it tells us these cities were, find out where it says the gates were in the city, and we dig down, and lo and behold, we find what the Bible says is true. You know, the archaeological evidence has never proved the scripture to be wrong. Listen to this quote by Dr. Nelson Gluick, who is noted as being the greatest modern authority on Israeli archaeology. He says, No archaeological discovery has ever controverted a biblical reference. Scores of archaeological findings have been made which confirm in clear outline or in exact detail historical statements in the Bible, and by the same token... Proper evaluation of biblical descriptions has often led to amazing discoveries. You can trust the Bible. It has shown itself to be true historically. I was reading one author who remarked on the list of kings that are listed in First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles. There's 40 kings listed here. It lists their names and the length of their reign. As they have looked and studied this, they have found that all the names are spelled correctly, they are in their proper time and locality. And the author concluded that for this remarkable accuracy to occur would be sufficient itself to prove that the Bible was true because of the odds against this happening. All right, let's go on and talk about another area of accuracy, and that is the scientific accuracy of the Bible. The Bible has shown itself time and time again to be ahead of scientific discoveries. You know, when man was thinking that the world was flat, the scripture spoke about the roundness of the earth. In Isaiah 40 and verse 22, it talks about God sitting on the circle of the earth. And then in Ecclesiastes 1 and verse 7, in Job 36, 27 and 29, it talks about the hydrological cycles of the earth. What we mean by this is the cycle of how water is evaporated from lakes and rivers up into the atmosphere, forming clouds, and then condensing and falling back to the earth as rain. Remarkably, the writings of Job describes this cycle in quite an amazing detail, long before man had any idea of this occurring. In Psalm 102, in verses 25 to 27, it talks about the law of entropy, the second law of thermodynamics. It says that the whole earth is wearing down and that it's growing old like a garment. We discover that, but the book of Psalm described it long ago. You know, even in the last 150 years, 
Science have just discovered things that the Bible talked about long ago. Doctors used to bleed people, remove blood, thinking that if they bled people, that they would get healthy and well. And yet the Bible is very clear, Leviticus 17 and verse 11, saying that the life is in the blood. We don't need less blood, we need more blood. The laws of hygiene in the scripture are remarkable. God gave Israel quite detailed instructions on how they were to conduct themselves in the area of hygiene. And this was his promise to them in Exodus 15 and verse 26, where he said, If you obey my statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon you. Many times diseases came on the people of old because they were breaking laws and contaminating themselves and they didn't even realize it. But God says to Israel, if you'll keep my laws, you won't have these diseases upon you. Well, what were some of these laws? Well, one was just very simple, that when they made their toilet, they were to dig a hole and they were to bury it. And that if they were to touch it, they would be unclean and they would have to wash. Now, this was at a time when the leading medical journals of Egypt was telling people, if you have a cut, mix worms and donkey's dung and make it into a paste and apply it to the wound. No wonder God said, if you will keep my commandments, I will put none of these diseases upon you. Rather, God told the children of Israel, if they were to touch dung, that they were to wash. And God gave Israel a very specific way to wash. He said, you should wash in running water. Don't wash your hands in a bowl. Wash your hands in running water. Well, we know today that this is a way to remove germs and bacteria from our hands, that you need to wash your hands under a tap because it will wash out and wash away the bacteria. But this was not known to people in that day. In fact, 150 years ago, this wasn't known. People had no idea about bacteria and germs and that something they could not see would cause this kind of disease. But the Bible warns them about not using cracked pottery. And the Bible warns about touching a dead body and that you would be unclean. You know, even in the Middle Ages when the Black Plague was moving through Europe, there were Jewish sectors of Vienna where the plague did not reach. As we look at it now, we see that they were following laws that kept them from getting the plague. There were laws of quarantine in the Bible, that if you were to have certain diseases, you were to be separated from other people. We understand all of this today scientifically, but the Bible gave specific directions to his people, and he said, if you will follow these things, I will put none of these diseases upon you. I was reading about a Dr. Semmelweis who in the mid-1800s was working in a hospital for women that had troubled pregnancies. And in that particular hospital, there was an infection rate of 30 to 40%. And as he observed, he saw doctors who were examining the, the mothers who died in childbirth and then going into expectant mothers and helping them give birth and finding this high infection rate. So he instituted this policy that they were to wash their hands after touching dead bodies because he had read in the Bible that this was what you should do. And when he instituted this, the infection rate dropped to 2%. People couldn't understand it, but we understand it today. Listen, the Bible shows itself to be true in all of these ways, historically, scientifically, archaeologically, 
all of what we find substantiates that the Bible is true. Don't be bamboozled. Don't be soon shaken in your faith. When you hear people criticize the Bible, don't just take it at face value. Go and do some studying yourself. Go to the library. Go on the internet. Research. Read Christian authors. Read Christian scientists. There is an abundance of information, knowledge, and research that will cause your faith to be strengthened and to know that the Bible is what it says it is. It is not the Bible versus science. Science substantiates the Bible. Well, our time is up. We're going to pick this up tomorrow, and we'll discover more reasons to believe that the Bible is true. We'll see you then. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.